A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Coming up on today's wrestling news, CM Punk on WrestleMania. Even though I'm hurt, I'm still in the mix. There was a shock AEW title defense somewhere not in America this weekend. Former WWE superstar Velveteen Dream returns to the ring. And we've got an update on the disappearance of yet another AEW star. I'm Michael Hamflit. I'm Michael Sidgwick. And this still is the news. We start with a punker. It's a nice place to start. Uh, he was speaking to TNT Sports yesterday. Uh, Caroline Pierce did an interview with him backstage at UFC 298. He's obviously still got the bicep all gimmicked up, as we've seen on screen here and there. And he was speaking about his injury, his recovery, and, of course, WrestleMania. Uh, the quote, he goes into a bit of detail on his rehab. Calls himself clumsy, uh, makes a little joke about how he's already torn his left tricep and his right one got jealous and how he's still thinking it's going to be six to eight months, but he says he's not in a rush to get back to compete. He's in a rush to get healthy, to get better. And the sooner he does, the better it'll be when he comes back. Now, he was asked, of course, about WrestleMania, about The Rock and everything like that. And he said, quote, WrestleMania is a two-night event now. The Rock coming back only helps. It's bigger than ever. A high tide raises all ships. And even though I'm hurt, I'm still in the mix. My mouth still works. Uh, Obviously, CM Punk cut that promo while he was injured it set up something with Drew McIntyre presumably when he returns but uh, there's been lots of speculation about him possibly doing some commentary coming back and doing promos here and there a WrestleMania commentary appearance feels likely and possible, doesn't it, at this point? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is just my subjective take on things. If I'm WWE and I'm CM Punk, I would limit these appearances. Mm. Obviously, the man is absolutely incredible. It's one of his famous sound bites, but he pretty much is the best on that uh, in that ring, on that microphone, even on commentary. Uh, the guy's unbelievable at it, but at the same time, you don't want to make it feel like CM Punk colon backstage analyst. Yeah. Um, um, I would keep it a little bit uh, brief, any appearance that he might have. You want to preserve the idea that he's a professional wrestler, a huge star. Um, I think he could be normalized quite quickly if they go that route. I know he says his mouth still works, but yeah, maybe for a big match here and there. Like whatever Drew's doing at Mania, keep that in the mix, absolutely. Um, I'm just still... 
bit gutted that he got injured. Like, he was so great in that exchange with Cody Rhodes in particular. Just added a new dimension to WWE programming, so come back as quickly as you can. Yeah, get well soon. Get well soon. Um, so switching gears now, gears. Uh, to speaking about WWE commentary, we're going to switch gears now um, to Orange Cassidy, who at Rev Pro High Stakes, Oku versus Osprey, made a shock defense of his international title in a seven-way match, um, also involving, wait there, bear with me while I get my notes. Get need, notes. To, need to get my notes here because I'm not going to remember all of these names. So in an impromptu seven-way, you should hear the pop, by the way, an absolutely yeah. enormous pop for Orange Cassidy. Um, he successfully, of course, defended that international title against Shaw Samuels, Flash Morgan Webster, Spike Trivet, Richard Holiday, Cameron Kai, and Shihiro Iri. And um, yet the match was well received. Again, if you can scour X, if you can brave that swamp, um, it probably <laughs> is worth just for the pop alone. It is enormous. It's like 2,000 people, which is obviously incredibly respectable mm. um, for a UK indie. Um, and all of them absolutely lose their minds. That show, of course, was headlined by Oku versus Osprey. I have not had the chance to watch it yet. I will make time to do that um, this afternoon. But time to play the game. I've got this thing where I can speak Dave. <laughs> I almost more than half the time where I can go on Observer Radio or go on his Twitter and he'll never obviously give the star rating away um, until the Observer. It's kind of a selling point. But I can... Phenomenal usually means five. Nowadays, if it's a match of the year candidate or you'll struggle to beat that this year, you're looking at between five and five and a half. If he says things close to, um, you know, this is one of the best things you'll ever see, or that kind of thing. You're going above five and a half to five and a quarter. Now, Dave on Oku and Osprey, because this Orange Cassidy thing's not really a story, for being <laughs> completely honest, said that um, as of last week, there was one match, and he was referring to Danielson ZSJ2, that will struggle to get beaten in terms of match of the year. Then he said, in a week, that's been blown away. Um, he said that, obviously, technically, ZSJ versus Danielson 2 was better, but in terms of heat, drama, emotion, and storytelling, this was in a stratosphere above almost anything. He subsequently followed up on um, Wrestling Observer's website, um, FLW Online, that um, he can't even find the words to describe how great this match was. I don't think it'll, he'll go seven. I don't think he'll get go seven or over. I'm thinking he'll go six and a half for this. Six and a quarter or six and a half. I'm thinking, this is recorded on Monday, six and a half he'll go for that. Do you want to play the game? I'll play the game. Uh, based on everything you've described, because I haven't seen the match either. Yes. I'll take six and a quarter. Six and a quarter. Yeah. That's his usual best thing you'll ever see that isn't this outlier. Yes. But it's just, it's obviously, and it's not obviously Osprey's farewell because presumably when he's over here, he's got this great bonding relationship with Rev Pro. I'm sure if he can, he will. It's that sort of thing. But it was a farewell of sorts because he had the AEW jacket on at the yes. end. He's preparing to make his debut. I think it's not. It's uh, a really cool moment in the post match, which I will not spoil if you yeah. haven't got around to it yet. It's, um, it's, 
Interesting, obviously, with Cassidy uh, making the special guest appearance. Tony Khan was apparently in attendance. You've got this Osprey, like, this is the bridge to his, his AWE star. It does um, raise some interesting conversation about RevPro and All Elite Wrestling. RevPro worked previously with New Japan very closely, held a good relationship with New Japan, now with AEW. It makes sense that all of these companies are coming together. AEW has yet to really find a kind of independent home base in the UK and it felt like they were doing that yeah. at this show. Um, they'll be back in London, obviously. For Jericho all obviously appeared in last year's show. That's right, yeah. That was, uh, and to build the Osprey match all in. So it does feel like these these yet more relationships are being built yeah. and it probably bodes well, I think, for this is, going, you know, speculation, obviously. This will certainly look and feel different to WWE's own relationships with the UK Indies in sort of 2017, so. so One would hope so. Yeah, in terms of like talent funneling, could be some interesting things coming mm-hmm. off the back of this. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Um, yeah, we have to switch gears again here um, to a sort of controversial one. Uh, Velveteen Dream, or Patrick Clark, obviously, Patrick Velveteen Dream Clark, as I guess he'll go by, uh, made his return to wrestling on Saturday night. It was for a small independent promotion in upstate New York. Um, the event was subtitled, It Was All a Dream, so there was obviously the kind of implied secret that he was going to appear uh, and he did he came out with like pretty much with his NXT character presentation and for those that might not be aware since he was released all the way back in 2021 this has courted some controversy as there was uh, various uh, allegations of the time um, of grooming of sexual assault um, he denied all of those allegations WWE initially de-emphasized the character completely where he was off television for quite some time before eventually releasing him 
Again, this was all back in 2021. Um, it, back in August 2021, he was arrested twice in a six day span for both battery and then drug charges. Uh, time passes and then we get to late 2023 when he posts an apology video taking quote, full accountability for his actions um, without actually addressing the actions. And then earlier this year, he was in an hour long interview with Chris Van Vliet. Um, previously, WWE sources who went unnamed said quote, it would take a miracle to see him back in WWE, but wrestling being wrestling, people do return with allegations and with stories around them. Um, I guess there's not too much more to add on that one, but the fact that he has returned is is the story. Yeah, I've got two things to say on this. Number one, at an absolute minimum, if you must, and you're a promoter, feel the need to do something like this, advertise it at an absolute minimum. Uh, the second thing I want to say is that I will never, ever, ever go and watch that match. Have you got anything else to say? Or should I dive into the fourth story? Yeah, Not an yeah. absolute thing. Uh, the last story um, is that um, Fightful Select have come through with a report on a vanished AEW star. Now, because of the large, well, supersized rotating cast, um, if you do see a wrestler go missing for a long time, usually it doesn't really feel like anything out of the ordinary. There is just the ratio of talent to TV time, which is completely, completely disproportionate. Um, but Nick Comerato was backstage at the recent Dynamite taping, was it? A collision. Collision, collision taping, yeah. sorry. Um, forgive me for that one yet. Yeah, backstage at a collision taping. He last wrestled for AEW back in October. There is apparently no story, even though we are filming it. Um, <laughs> the actual reality is that, um, you know, it was a guy who probably needs some more reps or whatever when there's a lot of stars to accommodate. There simply isn't creative for him, and that remains the case. Yeah, Comrade he's another one on this long list of guys who is pretty much there to do jobs now, and it doesn't seem like there's a, a way forward for him to do anything of substance in AEW. Um, so who the goddamn hell knows what's next for his career? It's a massive roster, isn't it? It's too big. Like it's, it's, it's just, it is you, too big. You mentioned about transparency with injuries, and you can't obviously offer transparency on people that have disappeared because for all we would know from the outside, there's creative plans on the inside. But nonetheless, it is just striking how many names you could go down on that roster page and just pick at random and say, oh yeah, what are they doing? Where are they? Where are they? It used it's to be. It's easy to forget that they exist. Yeah, it used to be that you could look at the darker elevation vortex, and to be fair, that was broadcast online. You just had to go and search yeah. out. Without those, you are more exposed, I would say, to that roster than ever because Rampage still has an audience. Collision does yeah. all right on a Saturday. It just—it's striking how many wrestlers you could apply this same story to. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've often said that it's greedy, impulsive. This recruitment policy—it has no sort of uh, long-term aim. It's not—it's very, very short-sighted. Um, I don't know how this gets corrected going forward, but certainly it's an issue, especially if you're one of the affected talents. I mean, you cannot get on television for love nor money. Um, your level of experience possibly doesn't merit it, considering how many unbelievable top names are signed to that promotion currently. And um, there must be a solution soon, because it just seems such a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. Uh, should we waste some more of their time by asking some questions? Indeed. Eh? Let's do it. Uh, we'll start with um, something to do with SmackDown on Friday. And if you want to watch a full review with the Dudley Boys this afternoon, you can do so on our What Culture Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. But uh, Hank McCoy at Jobs23 asks, after seeing the crowd's reaction to The Rock on SmackDown, do you think sometimes we'll cheer him and Roman Reigns? And do you think? And so do you think Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins should play situational heels for those night hashtag killers in the jungle? I mean... 
until you said those immortal words. Killers in the Jungle, I'm sorry, is like the coolest yeah. nickname. I'm a big fan of that. Um, under no circumstances should Cody <clears throat> Rhodes play situational heel when he is as hot as he is. Obviously, WWE have ran the risk of splitting that audience because, I mean, we saw evidence of it during that uh, segment on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, The Rock specifically instructed them to, and I love this coming back, do not play sing along with the champ. But if you're in that building, the man is irresistible. He has got a level of charisma that might just be unprecedented in the history of professional wrestling. You are going, you can't get bored of The Rock. You can't really do a hijack against The Rock. He's just in person, so unbelievably charismatic. So yeah, it is a bit of a risk, but yeah, there's no need to play situational heel for Cody and or Seth. Um, Seth might get some backdraft. Hmm. if I'm being honest. Um, but I no need to play situational heel for Cody. Only until all of this has been completely exhausted would you entertain the idea of situating Cody Rhodes as a heel in any context whatsoever. I'm looking at those house show numbers that they are drawing yeah. with Cody on top, with Cody basically telling you, I'm your guy, I'm coming out, I'll be on top of the marquee, I'll give you a show. People want to go and see that show, so I wouldn't muddy those words uh, muddy those waters, sorry, any further. It struck me on SmackDown that we need to change old vernacular. Uh, not least because one of it was Vince McMahon's, but the old airport test needs to be replaced with the rock test. He's bigger than an airport and Roman Reigns is currently failing the rock test. Yeah. Whereas Cody Rhodes the baby face, pretty much passed. Yeah. They met together in the ring and people very literally said we want yeah, Cody. We want Cody. So the rock test I think should be the new litmus test for yes. wrestlers as stars. Uh, question regarding one of our favourite acts at the moment, Sage. Uh, from Jack Duncan at Jack B. Duncan. Uh, now Bron Breaker has been promoted to the main roster, do you see him and Corbin still being together and defending the NXT tag team titles to give the SmackDown team something to fight for, being that the belts are mostly on Raw? Thank you very much. Thank you for your question, Jack. Yes, I've got absolutely no idea if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. At this point, I don't know what they should do. Um, it's all very strange, this, because it was originally reported that Brock Lesnar had, uh, sorry, Bron Breaker had filled the role originally envisaged envisaged, I cannot speak the date, for Brock at the Royal Rumble. So you'd think, right, okay, they don't want to alter the mania plans for Gunther, because that's who Brock Lesnar was originally rumoured or heavily reported to work. So it felt like a like-for-like replacement, and now that replacement is going to smack down and not roll away from Gunther. I've got no idea. What I will say is that it might not be that much of a disaster, because this, um, this sense of these two kind of cartoonish, masculine egos and that's the beauty of the wolf dogs if you don't watch nxt watch it for them they're amazing coming together this slow kind of uh we kind of really like each other we want to be bros we want to be mates but it's like it's not really bro stuff to admit that out loud it's a great bit of chemistry yeah feelings suck but (laughs) kind of relax feelings bad but i know i like you that could continue with this wedge driven between them of Braun having the SmackDown contract, so mm. maybe storyline-wise, it will work out, and he can preserve that brilliant Wolf Dogs dynamic. So, yeah, I would keep that. Um, I would keep Braun can do double duty, of course he can. Um, obviously, the Wolf Dogs can lose the titles at some point, then there can be a separation. I personally would just have the Wolf Dogs on the main roster; they're, they're incredible. But no, you can continue the story. It's one story I don't want to finish. 
Yeah. This wonderful chemistry between uh, the Wolf Dogs on NXT. If anything, it's even better now that there's a, a proper wedge between them. Well, I uh, will stick with NXT and call-ups and the like. Maybe it's call-up season or WrestleMania or whatever. But uh, but Goku Garg, I apologise if I butchered your name. Yeah. At G-K-L-G-R-G. Uh, has been on to ask, how would you call up and book Dragonoff on the main roster? Straight into the Gunther feud or something else? I'd love to see a four-way between him, Gunther, Rhodes and Rollins somewhere down the line. Oh, wow. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't. Um, I'm not a big fan of four-way matches. But, I mean, that one would be tits. It would be tits. Um, Dragonoff is so weird because he kind of doesn't ex- he doesn't really belong in WWE. Mm. And yet he's one of the best wrestlers, if not the very best wrestler in WWE. He just, in NXT, it's mm. like, it's such a weird, wild juxtaposition, not only in terms of his ability level but the tone that he brings that just ungodly intensity in a cartoon world he makes it work because he's so undeniably talented we we have to he took a shoot punch in the head yes on the same show where he won a match when his opponent got hit with a boxing glove on a stick that just underscores that, it that happened that <laughs> happened Dragunov is so awesome that I think if anything this NXT run has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he can literally succeed anywhere because it's like this weird test of can you exist in the place where you don't belong <laughs> yes and you can thrive there it's so basic but I mean the Walter Gunther Dragunov series has never been done in a massive arena um, yeah. and it's so basic to just suggest you know what why don't you recontextualize the best match potentially in WWE history or one of them um, and then put it in front of like 15,000 fans I mean it sounds like a total winner to me yeah a complete and utter winner it's a, it's a touch reductive to just use Gunther as the comparison isn't it but because Gunther has succeeded that creates an argument for how Dragunov can work but equally it might be that within WWE's fairly tight restrictions of what they consider a star there's only space for one like that they are different men that offer different skills but can you have two? yeah Dragunov is a heel because you just cannot and will not be put down mm. against Cody Rhodes as your top babyface who in WWE's eyes they don't submit they don't quit they barely show vul- uh, vulnerability and all the rest of it Cody Rhodes versus Ilya Dragunov as a heel would oh, be an yeah. incredible summer mm-hmm. program because um, Cody's going to need them. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Ilya Dragunov in WWE, Bron Breaker, The Rock, and everything else? Let us know in the comments below. Watch this video here ish. And until next time, we will see you soon. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.